Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Hallelujah, representing Mexico over there. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, it's not even a Mexican holiday either. <laughs> I think we created it just to do dumb things. Amen. In the world. Amen. But happy single to my everyone. Amen. Uh, tonight, amen, I'm going to continue in the series that we are been in in the Wednesday nights. Amen. Entitled Prayer. Prayer. Somebody say prayer. prayer. And we've been going through the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew chapter 6. If you turn there. Matthew chapter 6. 9 through 13, and I want you to go ahead and uh, repeat this after me, amen, as we see the, say the Lord's Prayer. Say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Tonight I want to focus on verse 12. And forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Amen. We've gone through each one of these uh, 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 passages of of Scripture here, uh, each verse, amen, and we're at this verse now. Amen. And so, but what does the word debt mean? It means an obligation. It means that which is owed and that which is legally due. In relationship to sin, it means a failure to pay one's debt, to pay one's duty, or to keep one's responsibilities. God has given man certain responsibilities. Come on. Certain things that we do, and certain things that we are not to do. Now, every person, everyone in this room, including myself, has failed at some point to do what we ought to do. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why it's so important for us, say me, to pray, forgive us of our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Now, this prayer is asking God to do three things. Amen. The first thing, we are asking him to forgive us or forgive the debt of sin, meaning the one who has failed God in their duty. Come on, anyone here have failed God at one time or another? Come on, fail to do the right thing, you know, fail to do the duties that we need to do as Christians, amen? And so uh, that's what we're asking him is is, uh, because we do, all of us, we all fall short of God's glory. Can somebody say amen? And we still do things, listen, that we ought not to do. Come on, let's just be real. Tell your neighbor, just be real. Hallelujah. So in that, we need to ask God, listen, we need to ask God, God, forgive me of my debts. Every morning, this should be a morning prayer for all of us. This is a prayer that I pray every day, amen, that God forgive me as I forgive those that offended me. 
And so it's something, God, I, you know, I don't want to go with a wrong thought. I don't want to think I'm okay every day, amen, because we fall short. We think wrong things. We say wrong things without even knowing. And so with that, I said, God, forgive me if I offended you in any way, in, in anything else. God, forgive me as I forgive others. Can somebody say amen? The second thing we're doing here is that we're asking him to forgive the debt of guilt or punishment. One who has failed to pay his debt, listen, is guilty. Therefore, the person is to pay the consequences. In other words, if you don't pay, you're going to pay. You get it? If you don't pay, you're going to pay. Amen. Come on. You're going to be punished. And for this reason, we must pray, Father, forgive me of my debts. That way I don't have to pay the consequences. In reality, we all deserve the consequences of hell. Come on, let's just get real. But when we ask God to forgive us, then he does and he takes away the consequences of hell, guilt, and punishment. Come on, somebody say amen, hallelujah, that. We don't have to pay that, that price no more. Because Jesus paid it for us. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. Now that that now that, that let me let me bring a, an understanding here. That doesn't mean that you for uh, you for you're forgiven of the debt that you owe to society. Come on, somebody. Come on. Just because you got saved, amen, and you're under the blood of Jesus, that doesn't mean that you can't you're not supposed to pay that parking ticket no more. Come on. He didn't pay off that debt, amen. Hallelujah. How many know that you got to pay that debt? Come on. Or you still got to pay off those court fines. Hello. Come on, somebody. Come on. Or, or you got to pay off that debt that you accumulated through spending or bad decisions. Come on. We can't just give it to God and say, God's going to take care of that debt. I'm a Christian. He paid it off. Go ask him. No, that, that's, we, we still got to do what we ought to do. But he's forgiven us. I said he's forgiven us. Come on. Somebody say amen. Third. We are asking him to forgive our debts and to forgive our debtors. Come on. On the cross. Somebody say on the cross. On the cross, Christ prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In other words, he says, Father, don't hold anything against them. I've already forgiven them. Hallelujah. So if one forgives, listen, then God forgives. But if one does not forgive, then God does not forgive. Matthew chapter 6, 14 to 15, it says this. For if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive you of your sins. In the Message Bible, it says it like this. In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You cannot... Uh, you can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself from God's part. Come on, somebody say forgive somebody. We have to forgive, church. If we want forgiveness for ourselves, then we have to forgive those those debtors against us, amen. We have to forgive. The Father says, Father, forgive us of our debts. When we say this or, or when we pray this, church, uh, we are asking of the Lord that he would pardon us. Please excuse us uh, from the wrong things that we have done, amen, and the right things, listen, that we neglect to do. 
Not only the wrong things that we're doing, but the things that we neglect to do that we ought to do, church. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us that we don't pray. Forgive us that we're not reading the word. Forgive us when we're not forgiving others. Hello. Come on, we, 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 we got to do these things. So we, we're asking him this, amen. Understand, church, that God is concerned about our trespasses, our, our debt, because he wants to keep us from the things that will damage or destroy us. How many of that sin, sin will destroy you? Come on. Sin will take away. Sin is, it just takes away. And God says, you know what? I've come to give you what? Life and life what? More abundantly. Hallelujah. His word is pretty clear to you and I, church. His word sets up protective guidelines. It sets up boundaries. It sets up signs saying, no trespass here. Beware, amen. Don't cross here, amen. Don't do this. Don't do that. You ever felt those, those signs come up? Come on, the Holy Spirit's there, and he brings out signs every time. When you think you're going to do something, you're like, beware, sister. Don't cross that line. Don't look at that girl. Come on, somebody. Hello. Also, don't look at that guy. Come on, ladies. You're not exempt from this. Hallelujah. Come on. There's things that the Holy Spirit, this is things of the signs that God gives us. He gives us boundaries to protect us. He gives us guidelines to help us. Amen. That if you cross this line, if you go, if you, if you cross this boundary, you're going to run into some trouble. So he says, beware. I'm not trying to, to take away your joy, but let me tell you, if you cross that line, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning feeling sorry for yourself. Right. Or you're going to do something that you do, don't really want to do, or you're going to say, God, why did I do that? You ever, you ever did something and say, God, why did I do that? Oh, man, you, you put the beware sign. You put the don't trespass here, and yet I crossed over. Hello. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't, don't look at me strange. Amen. Hallelujah. We've all done that. See, when we violate these commands that are intended to help us, when we don't listen, when we break the guidelines, then we say I, say I, then we are guilty of disobedience. Tell your neighbor, don't cross those boundaries. Don't cross them. Girls, stay on this side. Hallelujah. Hey, dude, come on this side. Don't go over there. We got, we, we, there are boundaries that God has placed to protect us. Forgive us of our debt relates to our failures. In failing to do what is right, we become debtors. When we say, forgive me of my debts, we are requesting God to release us from the shame of guilt and the pain of neglect. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now notice Paul doesn't say that if you're not accused of sin, because we all are, right? Come on, somebody. But when we ask God to, uh, to, to, to forgive us, amen, and come on and, and we and really truly go to him, amen, then, uh, and we're truly ashamed for what we've done, amen, then he throws it out. I said he throws it out. If you go to God and say, God, you know what, I, I'm so sorry there's a shame or guilt that you feel in your spirit, and you go to God asking for forgiveness, he throws it away. Come on, somebody say amen. That, that's just, that's just the, the love of God, the power of God, the power of the cross, the power of the blood of Jesus, amen. Now, he knows when you're playing, because I know that we got some players out there. 
Come on, we, we think we can fool God just because we come to the altar, amen, and then we go back knowing that we're going to do the same thing. God, God knows what we're doing. I'm talking when you are truly, truly shameful and you hit the altar of God and say, God, forgive me for thinking that, for, forgive me for saying that or doing that. Then if you go to God like that, then he forgives you. Just like that. Just like that. Remember the, 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 uh, the prodigal son that came home? Come on, he came with a big old speech, didn't he? Come on, he thought about it. He's, he's in the pig pen, right? And then he comes to his senses, the Bible says, and he says, you know, what am I doing here? What did I wasted my life? You know, I'm going back home. Tell your neighbor, go back home. I'm going back to the father's house. Amen. I'm going back there. And he started preparing a speech. And, and the father already forgave him. He didn't even listen to his speech. What he says, get the robe, get the ring, get the sandals. Hey, cut up the calf, amen. Let's have some carne asada. Come on, my son who was lost is now home. Hallelujah. That's what he does for us. That when we ask him, he already knows. He's already forgiven. He's not, he's not going to think about it. Well, I don't know. Come to me tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll see if I forgive you. Or see me in the next week. No, he forgives you. Right there. Can somebody say amen? amen? Psalms 103 verse 12 says this. He, speaking of God, has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. It also doesn't mean that there's nothing that deserves condemnation in our lives. Because there is. But we in Christ are not condemned. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verses 2 to 3 says this. And because you belong to him... The power of the life-giving spirit has freed us, listen, freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. And the law of Moses was unable to save us because of our weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies that we sinners have, that in that body God declared an end to sin, control over, over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Hallelujah. Come on. Uh, come on. Uh, the law could not do it. Amen. So he sent his son. Amen. Uh, on our behalf, just like us in these same bodies. Amen. To die and take away the control of sin from us. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe. I thank him for paying off my debt. Come on, somebody. The power of this prayer, church, listen, is forgiveness. Our duty, say my duty. Our duty to God is to ask for forgiveness. And when we, f and, and, and we fail uh, uh, to do his will, amen, when we don't ask him to forgive us. In 1 John chapter 1, 9, it says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Isaiah 55 verse 7 says this, Let the wicked change their ways and banish every thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to God. Somebody say, turn to God. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to your God and he will forgive generously. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 8 says this, I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive them of all their sins of rebellion. Amen. That is our Lord. This is what God does. He forgives us. When we ask for forgiveness and we are truly, truly repentant and we come to the Father and say, God, 
Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. He takes it away right there. He removes it. And he throws it as far as the east is from the west. But then it goes on to say, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. Come on, somebody. Our duty to each other is to forgive those who trespass us. Come on, somebody. Those that sin against us. Those that said something wrong about us. Come on, hello. We must forgive each other in the body of Christ. Come on. Come on, there, there's, there's more unforgiveness in the church than there is in the world. Hello. And we should be the ones forgiving one another, amen, just as God has forgiven us, amen. Yet we hold grudges, yet we hold things against our brethren. And this is not right, church. We must forgive. Can somebody say amen? See, we got to understand, that's just what most people have a problem with. We want forgiveness. Everybody wants forgiveness, amen. But we won't grant forgiveness. We won't let go, amen. We still want to hold on. Tell your neighbor, let it go. We want to hold on. We want to hold on to that. Man, you got me mad. I'm holding on to it. And we say, oh, we forgive you, and we put that in the back pocket there. But we're reminded of that. Next time they do something, they yeah, yeah, hey, hey, remember? Come on, we, we throw fouls at each other. Come on, we, 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 we don't want to let go, amen. Yet God, when he forgave us, he threw it away. As far as the east is from the west. He, he remembers it no more. You, we kind of throw it away at a distance and keep an eye on it and hold it against you. Come on, somebody say amen. This is the body of Christ, yet we're supposed to be different. Hello. Come on, God's changed us. God, we're supposed to be different. God has forgiven us. He says, forgive those that offend you. Come on, if you want forgiveness, amen, then you need to grant forgiveness. Mark chapter 11, 25 says this, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you of your sins too. Come on, when you're praying, and you're, and, you, and you're holding something against somebody. He goes, forgive them. That way God can forgive you. The GWT version says this. God's word translation says this. Whenever you pray, forgive anything that you have, that anything you have against anyone, then your Father in heaven will forgive you of your failures. Colossians chapter 3, 13. It says, make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember. Tell your neighbor, remember. The Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Can you think of someone right now that you need to release? Someone that you need to just like forgive them. Let them go. See, these things here will keep us captive. We think we're... We're, we think that we're holding them in hostage. We, we think that we have something over them. But in reality, you're the one in prison. Because if you're holding on to this grudge and you're locked up in bitterness, you're locked up in anger, unforgiveness, all this is inside of you, and yet you think you're punishing them, and you're the one being punished. 
Father says, let it go. If I've forgiven you of all your sins, every single thing that you have done in your life, I've forgiven you. You can let go of this one thing, well, this one person done. This one thing that they came against you, yet I've forgiven you for many sins. Yet you hold on to this. Ephesians chapter 4.32 says this, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Jesus is the perfect example. When he was crucified and cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know what they do. He was a perfect example right there being crucified while people are saying insults by people are, are spitting at him and saying things, bad things about him. He's hanging there and telling the father, forgive them, but they don't know what, what they're doing. That's still speaking to us today. And he's speaking to the church today, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We say I. If we are to be Christ-like, then we ought to have a forgiving heart. We must be able to forgive those who come against us and to love those who don't love us. You know what? I, 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 I got tired a few years ago of hating people. <laughs> I said, I'm done hating people. I'm just going to love everybody. It's so much easier. <laughs> I just love everybody. Whether you did something to me, said something to me, whatever it is, amen, it does not offend me, amen. I may be hurt of some words. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, amen. We're still human, hallelujah. Praise God. But you know what? I'm not going to let it creep up and let hate come inside or unforgiveness come inside of me. Because God has forgiven me for so much in my life, amen, that I can't hold something because someone says something, amen. You know what? I'm here to love. God says to love people, amen. And that's what I'm going to do is just love people, amen. If they don't want to love me back, I don't care. I'm still happy. Hallelujah. They can be miserable all they want, but it doesn't take away my joy. So I can just remain happy. I can remain who I am as long as I keep loving. Just keep loving. Take hate out. Let love come in, church. It's so much easier. You'll be, you'll be so much happier. Because, you know, you don't have to remember nothing. You just love everybody. You see that person, like, do I hate that person or what? Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't like that person. You know, we, it's too much work. Hallelujah. You know, you know, you start remembering, did you do something wrong? There's, there's just something about you. I don't know. We, we start Thinking, come on, don't, we start thinking that. And so if you love everyone, then you don't have to worry about that. Can somebody say amen? Come on, somebody. Jesus is teaching us a, a degree of forgiveness, our, our willingness to release others, amen, and establishing a standard of measurement, amen, uh, that what he gives us back should be the same measure, amen, or the same release or forgiveness that we show to others. He's, he's showing us this is the standard right here, guys. Uh, this is the platform uh, right here. If you want total freedom in your life, uh, if you want to experience uh, the total freedom of God and for your salvation, amen, then let go of those uh, that come against you, amen. Forgive those that have hurt you, amen. And come on, show that same measure because what you release comes back to you. 
Oh no, down the line, I'm going to need my wife to forgive me on something. Come on, hallelujah. She's already amen that amen. Come on, there's, there's, there's things that this knucklehead still does and said, man, why did I do that? And I'm going to have to go and say, baby, I, forgive me. And I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to need some forgiveness down the line, so I'm going to, I'm going to grant it. I'm going to hand it out because I need it to come back to me again. Don't you? Just let it go. Let it, you know, it's a payback. What, what, how you measure it out is how it comes back to you. So if you're not releasing nothing, amen, then things are going to be held against you. I don't want anything hold against me. I don't want nobody talking about me. If they're talking, they're talking, man, I'm good. That's all right. That's on them. But me, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. Pastor, they were talking about you. I don't care. I love them. I'm going to pray for them. Pray for your enemies, right? Love them. Now, I'm not going to take them out and go buy a burrito or something for them, amen? But you know what? I'm going to love them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Said so one time I did that. So this dude was on my nerves, amen, at work. Arrogant. Man, he was just, I think the Lord, I think the, uh, the Lord brought him as a test for me, amen, hallelujah. And see if I would blow my testimony, and God says, buy him a burrito. And I said, I'm buying him no burrito. I'm going to buy him something else, amen, hallelujah. But I did. I listened to the Lord. I bought him a burrito. And it, and it, it freaked him out. <laughs> And from that day on, we just became friends Amen. over a burrito. <laughs> so he never got on my nerves anymore. He's like, man, why were we fighting all this time? Man, I would have bought you a burrito a long time ago if this was it. Amen. But it releases something. When you do something that when, when people are getting on you and you do something nice to them, it, it just freaks them out. It's like uh, the Bible says like dropping, what, hot coals on them or something. It, it, I'm telling you, it's better to forgive. Better to love, amen. It's, it, it, it pays back, church. It pays back, amen. God's forgiveness is graciously and abundantly available. Anytime, any day, 24 hours a day, you can go to God and say, God, I need your forgiveness. And he will grant it to you. If you truly are repented in your heart and say, God, forgive me, he forgives us. But he says, remember, when something, someone does something against you, you got to offer the same thing I gave you and forgive those that come against you. Micah chapter 7, 19 says this. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, 17 says this, and then he says, I will never remember their sins and lawless deeds. Once God forgives, listen, he forgives. And we ought to do the same thing. We've got to do the same thing, church. He goes, I, I, I will remember, once again, your sins no more and your lawless deeds. I thank God that he doesn't throw my past back at me. Aren't you glad that he doesn't bring out the towel on you anymore? Come on, he doesn't throw it in your face anymore. He doesn't remind you anymore. He doesn't show the, the world what you've done. Come on, anymore. It's gone. He, he throws it away 
as far as the east is from the west. It's, it's not remembered anymore. It's gone. Things that we have are the fresh sins that are coming to our lives that we do. And each time we offer this to the Lord and say, God, forgive me. He forgives you and he takes it away. Amen? In Matthew chapter 5, 23 to 24, it says this. In the Message Bible, it says, This is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter a place of worship and about to make an offering and you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you, abandon your offering, leave immediately, go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then, come back and work out things with God. He says, how can you come and worship me, yet you're holding something against someone else? How can you come and worship me, and you have something against a brethren that's in the house? He says, you know what? Go immediately get it right. Forgive that person or ask for forgiveness, and then come back and worship God. The Lord's telling us that we need to forgive, church. God's forgiveness flows through the forgiveness of others. Jesus directs to anyone who has sinned against us with an attitude of humility and forgiveness. Amen. This is what needs to be done if we are to approach him in worship. Forgive. Father, forgive us. As we forgive our debtors. We need to let it go, church. Let go of the offense, the violation, the assault, whatever that may be. There's are things, some of us in the church are so unforgiving on things that were done to us in our childhood that we still hold on to. And we have not let it go. We 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 say we forgive. We say we let them go, yet, yet we still hold on to it. And it's been years, years. And, and God said, you need to let go. You want freedom? You want to walk in freedom? There's freedom, listen, in forgiveness. You want to get set free? Forgive. Let go. And let's just move on to the things of God. Amen? As I close tonight, restore relationships can be possible when this Christ-like lifestyle lives out the meaning in this prayer that Jesus gives us. Forgive me as I forgive others. There is no greater step upward in faith than the one that we take when we learn to forgive and we do it. It blesses people who need our love, our acceptance, and it releases us into a dynamic faith in prayer. I'll close with this, church. Listen, prayer is not what we do. Prayer is who we are. Prayer is not what we do. Prayer is who we are.